This call is being recorded. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. My name is Andrew. Who's with me on the call? Good morning, Brother Andrew. It's Susie. Hey, Sister Susie. Good How morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm hanging in there. Keep me lifted up. Please. You know I will, always. Mm-hmm. And how's my friend Rick doing? Oh, he's doing well. We're just waiting for the other echocardiogram for his heart or for his heart valve and seeing how it's doing now, and then we'll know what to do. Okay. We're going to keep him lifted also. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. It's a great morning at Declare Victory. My name's Andrew. Who's with us on the call? Uh, this is Dr. Larry George. Uh, Dr. Barry George, good morning, sir. How no, are you this Larry. morning? I'm fine. Larry, great. I'm doing Larry. great. I beg your pardon? Yeah. I got you. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. I'm doing marvelous. Excellent. Lovely. Yeah, I, I, yeah I will be a guest in the call. I just wanted to identify myself now, but I'll be introduced later on. Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning, Brother Andrew. It's Deborah Evans. Good morning. Happy Good morning, Friday. Deborah Evans. Happy Friday Good to you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Sister Yvonne. God bless you, sister. Happy Friday. Happy Friday! Ah, it's awesome to hear you. As God's been good. We can wake up and have breath. Then we need to praise him. Because he's always. definitely perfect. Yes, yes. He's always good. Yeah. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's a happy Friday. Declare victory. My name is Andrew. Who's with us on the call? Happy Friday. Good morning, family. Hi, Andrew. This is Pam. Hi, Pam. Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday. I'm going to go back on mute. I'm getting ready for work. Have a blessed day. I hope you have a beautiful day at work. You too. Mm -hmm. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Good morning, Brother Andrew. Hey, Sister Sister Julia. Happy Friday to you, Sister. Good morning. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. It's a happy Friday to clear victory. My name is Andrew. Who's with us on the call? Hey, good morning, Angela. It's Dee Love you, guys. Hey, Sister Dee Happy Friday. 
Love you back. How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel of my soul, having sorrow with my heart daily? How long shall mine enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God, lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. But my Andrew, enemy. Yes, ma'am. Uh, continue to keep, uh, uh, keep me on the trail list, please. Yes, we have you on the list. Always Thank got you. you lifted. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. We have to keep each other lifted up. Uh, everybody is going to face something, is coming out of facing something, or has to be strong and assist somebody else facing something. We are all linked intrinsically in this gain and if there's a break on one side, the other sides should all react. So we have to keep each other lifted and covered in the Lord. That is our bounded duty. So happy Friday, Declare Victory. My name is Andrew. Who just joined me on the call? But I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall be thy salvation. Yo, yo, what's up, Jimmy? Happy Friday, Brother Eric. Happy Friday, brother. Hey, we we need we need to continue that conversation we had the other day. Yeah, I tried to call you back, but I guess I guess you're busy. Uh, yeah, I, I should be um I should be uh, available on tonight once I get off of work. So okay, okay, sounds good. Sounds good. It's a happy Friday, declare victory. My name is Andrew. We're marching to Zion. Who's with me on the road? Hey, good morning, brother Andrew. This is Mona. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Mona. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. It's Moni. Good morning, Moni. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Good morning, it's Yvette. Good morning, Yvette. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Good morning, Yvette. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. It's a lovely day here to play victory. My name is Andrew. Who just jumped on the call with us? Well, according to the the time, we need to be about our father's business. So I'm going to ask everyone under the sound of my voice, please, ma'am, please, sir, to check your phone, activate and depress the mute feature. So that as the word of God goes forth, there is not going to be any ambient noise, any background distractions taking away from the power of the word itself. 
Hello again. Just in case you didn't know, my name is Andrew, and I'm your host for the morning. Thank you for joining us here at Declare Victory. Who are we? This is who we are. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we're here to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Today is Men's Day, where only men are scheduled in a lineup to bless you. Be sure to stay with us for the rest of the month. Our theme is entitled Open Heaven. You don't want to miss the messages, lessons, and hard shares that will be brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declarers. Two announcements are before us today. Firstly, if you've been blessed by the call and would like to sow into it, please visit us at www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me slash declarevictory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. Secondly, there is no Friday Night Live tonight, but it will resume next Friday. Once again, Friday Night Live is not live this Friday, but will be so next Friday. There were no prayer requests on the online app this morning, but we have revolving requests that we need to keep on our mind and heart, and we need to keep each other lifted up as well. Sister Julia needs continued prayer as she is fighting on the front lines of those and for those that are most vulnerable in our society, people that are victims from the storms, natural disasters, uh, fires, uh, being hungry, being homeless, needing clothes. So please, ma'am, please, sir, keep Sister Julia lifted up. Uh, Sister Susie's husband, Brother Rick, still needs our prayers as he's awaiting uh, the next echocardiogram for his heart. We're continuing to pray for him. We're continuing to lift up the children, the children in the concentration camps, the children that are being targeted by predators, uh, the ones that go to school bus stops in the morning and walk home from school in the afternoon unprotected. We're lifting up those that are incarcerated, that are in hospice care, that are in elder care facilities and feel lonely and hopeless because family doesn't visit, friends forget, and go on about their lives. Uh, these are people who have real hurts, and they need lifted up and remembered. Our military servicemen and women, uh, first responders, our public officials, government officials who need to be reminded that though they don't fear God or regard man, that they are but men. We're asking everyone to keep those that are in war-torn areas lifted up, those that are in abusive situations lifted up, and those who don't know the Lord lifted up as well. The order of the call is as follows. 
The declaration will be brought this morning by Pastor Lawrence Van Hook. Leading prayer and corporate praise will be Brother Marcus. That order, once again. The declaration will be rendered by Pastor Van Hook. Leading prayer and corporate praise will be Brother Marcus. Immediately following, Pastor Van Hook will lead our Love, Life, and Victory section where further comments, further instruction will be rendered on the declaration that he will have just brought. The scripture for today is Luke chapter 3, verse 21. Now when all of the people were baptized, Jesus was also baptized. And while he was praying, heaven was opened. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. Please check your mute feature once again, and periodically throughout the call, make sure it stays activated until we are all instructed to come off mute to praise our Lord and Savior. The next voice you hear will be that of Pastor Van Hook, leading us to the fount of knowledge. And now, Pastor Carl, I'm Andrew Hart. Thank you for allowing me to host. God bless you all. Good morning, good morning, Brother uh, Andrew. Thank you so much for your um, dutifulness in, in, in being our provider and program mover. And then I wanna just say thank you to all of those who make this possible. Um, I had to laugh today. I grew up in a traditional church and um, they used to always give the fifth Sundays to women um, as as though they were, you know, just 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 even though in the traditional church, women was 80, 90 percent of the church. But they used to give the fifth Sunday to the women. And I had to laugh this morning because I dawned on me that uh, Fridays was for the men. I said, wow, hasn't times changed? And so I'm just so excited to be a part of this call again. Um, um, Moni, thank you for reminding me and, and uh, Dion and Tange and Dondre and all of the people who made this possible. I'm just so excited about it. I um, have to confess uh, that I've been taking you all on my journeys with me, my motorcycle rides, uh, because I think life ought to be lived in a real way as opposed to uh, some um, a figurative of our imagination. And so um, uh, this, 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 this theme today in, um, about heaven this month has been really intriguing to me. And um, I've had a chance to uh, have uh, other people who I check in with, with some of the information and knowledge that I have. And so um, most of the people who hear me um, um, I know how to take somebody else's information, and by the time I'm finished with it, it boy, looks good and polished. Um, but but the truth of the matter is, all of us need somebody who we can glean from. And one of my uh, secret weapons um, is um, my friend and buddy, Dr. Larry George. And so I called him to find out about more about heaven. You know, the kingdom of heaven is like heaven, heaven, heaven. When you you know you got to deal with 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 hell here on earth and then die and go to hell, how do we differentiate between 
the haves and the have-nots, and we still ask the same questions today. Uh, why does the wicked prosper, and why does it so difficult? And um, if 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 I have to live and suffer and 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 be in pain uh, here, I'm not guaranteed uh, a peaceful place there. And uh, where is there? And so I, I really I called uh, Dr. Larry George. Um, and so I, I just made up my mind because he does me every time. Um, um, and that is, he gives me, try to give me a drink of water out of a fire hose. And um, if you've ever tried to get a drink of water out of a fire hose, um, you know, like I know, the best you got was you died of thirst and your lips were burned because it comes out such a high force and so fast. Uh, it's better for you to go way downstream where it's already running and kind of slow down so you can get a drink of water. And so after all of the stuff that I had uh, put together today, because I really wanted to knock your socks off today by giving us a lot to talk about and think about and ask questions around uh, Friday before last, I was with you and we had a chance to um, have a phenomenal discussion and so um, I thought that it would be wise because Dr. Larry George is a scholar. He's a um, author. Uh, his his background is he's a New Testament scholar uh, and a Hebrew scholar. He takes the original language of Hebrew and breaks it down so that we can get an understanding of the Old Testament. And then he his um, doctoral dissertation is on the book of John and Revelation. And the reason why I called him was because I needed to know more about heaven. What is heaven like? Uh, what, what, what is uh, um, the, the, the inferences that we need to take a look at? And so I just said, you know, the best thing I could do was to actually invite him on because you all need to have access to uh, Dr. Larry George, um, in some of the books that he's wrote. Matter of fact, he wrote uh, the first African-American commentary um, that was put together uh, in, in this country. Uh, he wrote two or three of the books in that commentary, uh, along with um, um, several other books, uh, reading the tapestry. Uh, uh, in essence, I call it reading the tea leaves. Um, he did a work and edit on uh, during the uh, time when they were talking about the Islam Christian fight. He responded to that um, that struggle by talking about what does it mean to be black and Christian during that time when Islam was in conflict with is Christianity. And um, um, so I decided that it would be easier for me. Uh, not to uh, try to interpret all that he said and actually bring him on. Um, uh, Dr. Larry George um, is a phenomenal publisher, and I wanted to make sure that for those of you who had books that you had in the can like I have, I've told you all at the beginning of the year, I needed to get this book published. And so because he's going to be publishing my book before the end of the year, I wanted to give other people the opportunity to get your book published. Um, and all you have to do is get the manuscript to him. Um, he knows how to edit your manuscript, format it, um, and get it together and get it literally published out. 
And so when I asked him to be on the call today, hopefully he's on the call, and uh, he said, well, why don't I just, uh, you know, give a donation back? And so, um, Dr. Larry George, are you, are you there uh, out there someplace? Yes, sir. Uh, if you are. Yeah, you know, Dr. Oh. Yes. <laughs> hey, uh, buddy, listen, man, you, this is probably one of the greatest um, venues that um, Christendom has when they can be applicable to their faith. And um, I have really been blessed by the people and the call. And I wanted to give you an opportunity to, to come out from uh, behind the closet uh, because they think I'm really that deep. But truth of the matter is I got people like you <laughs> that they don't know for real. Um, majority of the people on the call do not know, but, but because of your scholarship and, and what you do all day um, in your professorship, what have you, I wanted to introduce you to the call. So if you don't mind, I wanna, um, uh, have a word of prayer. Uh, that way people can get a chance to get their pencils and paper out. And I wanted you to kind of give us 20, 25 minutes worth of a segment of heaven and how you would describe that um, as we move into the ending of this month. Um, but, but heaven has been the order of the day and you can kind of uh, take it from there and all that stuff that you was telling me, uh, it's easier if you just go ahead and, 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 and take a shot at it because your, your illustrations are so, so, so uh, picturistic, if I can use that word, that makes it come alive. So if you don't mind, let's open up with a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of prayer today. Uh, we ask now that you would bless those who are on this prayer call, this, this, this prayer line, this um, information call, this uh, sermon venue, uh, this declare um, uh, victory share, and we ask that you would continue to bless it um, as you know how. Thank you for allowing us to come together. Now, give us a word that would be transformative and informational in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Dr. Larry George, there may be something that you want to open up before you get into your our discourse of heaven or your rendition of one piece of heaven. Um, but but uh, welcome to Declare Victory. And I uh, really wanted to make sure that uh, we'll have a chance to um, have questions and answers um, after we end up praying and, and we do what we call a um, uh, share of, of conversation information. And I forgot what it, what, uh, what it is, but we get a chance to talk. Um, and so if you can um, uh, give, give an introduction, salutation, whatever you want to call it, um, and then kind of go into what is it like to have um, heaven in your view? Um, um, what, what is it like for us to experience um, this, this notion around heaven? You know, how is it that we, 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 we need to deal with that thing? And, and because we're in so much pain, so much, we go through so much, Sometimes we get distorted views of it because we have to create something to give us hope. And so we talk about this notion around heaven. So if you can um, open up and, and then give us about 25 minutes worth of data that can help us to move in our Christian walk or shed some light on a passage that will help us understand um, while we are on this Christian journey, what that looks like in, in, in real time. Uh, so thank you for being on the call. 
um, um, fire away. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Van Hook. Um, and then also to Brother Andrew, I want to say thank you for having me. Also, uh, and then to all the people on the call, pastors, parishioners, and missionaries that are, that are out there uh, uh, in every walk of life and every location. I am honored, and, and I certainly consider this a privilege to be on this call. And I want to thank uh, Dr. Van Hook for giving me this platform, <coughs> excuse me, uh, because um, it's not often that uh, in, the, in the most recent times that I'm able to actually to bring uh, the world of scholarship to the world of living. And so this is definitely uh, uh, part of what I, I, I hope to do and, and, and have done for all of my life. Now, let me turn quickly, uh, because I don't have much time. Uh, let me give you a biblical passage that I'm going to be uh, walking through. Uh, it's going to serve as a backdrop to what I'm going to say, and that's Second uh, Corinthians uh, chapter uh, 4. And I'm going all the way from 16 through chapter 5, verses 1 through 10. So that's Second Corinthians chapter 4 verses 16 through 18, and then chapter 5, verses 1 through 10. <clears throat> um, the reason why I chose this passage in discussion of heaven is because I wanted to start where we are. We are on earth. Uh, we are in our bodies. And whatever our state or status in life, uh, as our body begins to deteriorate, uh, through various means, be it uh, disease or persecution from others or, or trials and tribulations. Whether you're prosperous or whether you're poor, uh, we all experience the same things in our bodies. Our bodies are these, what they call tents, are temporary. And we wonder why we have to suffer in this body however you want to define that. Because um, it doesn't seem right that we would have to suffer given the fact that we gave our lives to Christ, given the fact that we uh, on on a journey, on a mission to glorify God. It doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem just that we have to go through all that we're going through. We could have stayed, we could have stayed unsaved and, and we will still have to deal with all of these uh, trials and tribulations. Uh, so why why should we be why should we, we become Christians and have to do the same? And that's what Paul was dealing with in this passage. Paul was, uh, you know, a great great mind, a great apostle. In fact, he had the highest office on earth uh, after Jesus left. Um, he was one of the apostles. And although he was not the, you know, he was not the chief apostle at that time, which was James, he was nonetheless an apostle. And he had taken his mission to the Gentiles. And so he, he it would seem that with this, uh, his task, his mission, that he wouldn't have to suffer. But that's, that's, that was not the case. For he says succinctly in, um, uh, Second Corinthians chapter seven, 
uh, excuse me, Second Corinthians chapter four, verse seven. But let me jump down to uh, verse four, I mean verse eight, where he says Second Corinthians chapter four, verse eight. Uh, I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version. He says, "We are experiencing trouble on every side, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're but not driven to despair." We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are knocked down, but not destroyed. <clears throat> Why do we have to go through this? And as a Christian, it's not good advertisement or advertisement for me to try to encourage or persuade someone who is unsaved to become a Christian when this is a part of our resume. And so Paul thought he would deal with this because there was a lot of confusion and questions surrounding the the validity of Christianity in light of all of this, all of the things that Christians had to go through. So Paul in this text is trying to make the record, uh, set the record straight and tell Christians that uh, what we're dealing with at the, at the most in this tent and this body is temporary. It's not permanent, it's temporary. And in this tent, we have we have all of our, of our five senses. It seems like all of our five senses are suffering. Um, and, and, and really what Paul is dealing with is, is, is why do we have to go through this? I should be beyond this. I should be, be um, I should actually be above this. But, uh, but Paul said, I'm not. Just like Christ had to suffer tribulations and trials, in Christ's case, not because of sin, Christ had to suffer because of, uh, of the fact that he was Christ. And we would have to suffer because we are Christian. But, but what Paul wanted to note was, I think the most important thing is because of the work of Christ, our sins are forgiven. Um, and so we could take that off the table. Uh, um, we may we, we may suffer uh, as we, as regard of some of the sins we commit and face some of the consequences, but that's not the big picture. That the, those are minor and that's off the table. <clears throat> we suffer <clears throat> as Christians because Christ suffered, and we want to be like Christ. And so because we want to be like Christ, uh, we have to follow in his steps. Now, now, let me put a footnote here. Dr. Van Hook started out by talking about, uh, you know, drinking from this fire hydrant and how hard it is to do so. Let me give you another metaphor. Uh, <clears throat> what I'm giving you here is almost like drinking uh, something that's concentrated. You know, one of the things I suffer in the body I suffer from gout, and I just I have an order coming to my house today from Amazon, uh, some you know, cherry tart extract or concentrate. And um, even though it's better to drink it uh, diluted, uh, I drink it straight because it's more effective in dealing with not only preventing gout but also treating gout. And so this whole conversation that I'm having now is so concentrated. Hopefully, when we get down to the uh, question and answers, we can, you know, 
you know, lighten it up a little bit and, and add some water to it so that everybody could drink it, you know, without it being in this concentrated state. So let me move on. And so, uh, so here we have, you know, this, this situation where what appears to be derogatory, that is our suffering, as being used in Paul's mind as a badge of our faith. That is, uh, it, it seems like in a little feedback. Uh, it seems like uh, this is Doc. You got you got you got some feedback. You're gonna either have to take it off of your speakerphone because you got feedback. Uh, I'm a, I got headsets on. Okay, okay. Now you're clear. Keep going. Okay, okay. It doesn't seem fair. So what Paul says, look, okay, Christians, look, hear me out. What you're dealing with now is natural. Don't think that you have been your suffering is you've been punished. No, you're not being punished. It's natural. Aging is natural. The body is, this body was never, was never designed just like, a, just like a car to last you forever. It's going to run out and you're going to have to get another one. And what Paul is saying here in this passage is that uh, as, a, as, as believers, we have hope. In fact, it motivates us every day that as this car Tires get worn out as this car, you know, the engine gets, you know, worn out and old. At some point, you got to trade it in or you got to get a new one. And so uh, I'm not discouraged by having this rinky-dinky car because I know that I could get another one uh, as a, you know, down here on earth. But uh, I'm not concerned about getting another car. I'm concerned about getting another body. And what Paul is really concerned about is, is this whole idea that we have this body on this earth, which is our physical body, and then we have an earthly body when we get to heaven. Paul was concerned about what happens in between. And he, did, he wanted to tell Christians that what happens in between is that we're not going to be a disembodied traveler wandering about the universe trying to find a home. That's not us. In other words, we're not going to have a purgatory. Or we're not going to have, we're not going to be like, you know, in this Halloween season, we're not going to be like a ghost in a disembodied state. When we leave this body, now, I know this is going to be controversial, but hear me out. We're not going to have to wait to get our new body. It happens immediately. It's called a resurrected, a resurrected body. And just as we had to suffer in this body with sin and tribulations and trials, just like Christ, not, not the sin part, uh, like Christ, we too would have a new body that doesn't, that would not be uh, what you call a dis, uh, uh, you know, uh, a disengaged body, a, a, a you know, a, a body that's 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 not that doesn't have a home. We're going to have the same situation that Christ had. We don't have to wait to get a new body. Once we die, immediately, our our, our this body we have now will turn to dust. Our souls will sleep. Paul makes it clear in other passages that when we 
die in this body or absent in this body, immediately we are present with the Lord. That is the spirit from which God breathed in us from the very beginning. That spirit is going to go back to be where it back to where it came from with God. And so there's no in-between period. We go back immediately to be with God. Uh, and so if you wonder about where your where your loved ones are, that's where they are. If you wonder where where your uh, where you're going to be, that's where you're going to be. And so that at the end of the day, we're going to be in the presence of God. And so what's really at stake here is is not what we're going to do when we get to heaven, but what we're going to do now while we're in this body, and how we're going to make sense of what we're going through in the negative sense. That is, what's going on, you know, all of these negatives and all of these destructive things that happen to us, however you want to call it. I could give you a litany of things. But what really matters is, is, is when we step into glory. We take off this, this temporary tent and put on a permanent tent. And so <clears throat> what Paul says is that while we're on earth, we 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 don't we we don't walk by sight. We we don't walk by what we see around us. We're not discouraged with the fact that there are those who don't have faith or that are not Christians. They seem like they're doing much better than we are. Actually, it appears that they're doing much better than we are. The fact is that they're not, because their run is going to come to an end. And the the so-called little piece of heaven they had on earth is going to end up in a disembodied state, but they're going to wander until the judgment seat. Uh, unlike Christians, they won't have a home. They're going to wander. They're going to sleep. You know, and, and but yet they 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 won't they won't be in the presence of God because they don't have a God. Uh, they don't have a place called heaven to go. But uh, we as Christians, we do have hope that no matter what we go through here on this earth, uh, it's not judged by what I see or what we see, so that doesn't matter. What really matters is what we see with the eyes of faith. So we don't walk on this earth by the eyes of faith, I mean by the eyes, that our natural eyes, our physical eyes, we walk on earth by, the, by our faith. Now don't miss this one point, watch this. When we get to heaven, we won't need the eyes of faith that we had on earth because in heaven we will, we will be able to see God with our eyes. So and, and you say, well, I was blind on earth, but now when I get to heaven, will I, will I not be blind no more? Yes. <laughs> no matter what, you, what element you had on earth, you ain't going to have it in heaven. So but when you stand before heaven, you won't need the eyes of faith. The faith is on earth. Is to get you to heaven. But when you get to heaven, you will be able to see God for yourself. But it's, you know, after after the praising and the, and the joy celebration, then the business will get down to hand. I'm talking about at the perusing of the second coming of God when we have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Uh, what happens then? We're going to be judged. Not like the world is going to be judged for their sins. We're going to be ju judged based upon what we do in this body. Not sins that we have done in this body, 
but the works that we have done in this body, namely whether the works that we built on the foundation, whether they were built of perishable things or corruptible things that could be burned out with flames of fire, or whether we're going to the, whether the building we built on top of this foundation will stand before the judgment seat and make it through the fire. Should it make it through the fire, or prayerfully it makes it through the fire, the works that we've done would be turned into rewards. And those rewards are in the form of crowns. And my goal and my prayer in life has always been I do not want to get before the throne of God, the judgment seat, after passing through the judgment seat of Christ and standing before God. I don't want to be able to, because it's going to be about worship now. I don't want to have to stand before God and worship God without something to give to God. We now in this present world give our offerings, our tithes, or however you give on earth. In heaven, you also have to give. But if you don't have no works that pass through the fire, the fire of the judgment, then when you stand before the throne of God to worship God that's in heaven, you have nothing to, to give. So I don't just want to have just one crown for what I've done. I want to have all seven. And with all those seven, I want to throw them at the feet of Christ and worship him and worship God. But you may say, well, that sounds like a sad situation in heaven. No, it's not really sad because at the end of the day, nobody's going to have I'm not going to be walking around heaven after that with crowns because I gave it to the one who really deserves it. It's going to still be joyous. But in that moment in time in heaven, there will be a time where we will ultimately worship God. And, and I believe Pastor Van Hook, or Dr. Van Hook, brought that out uh, in um, your last session in Revelation 4, which I highly recommend you read as many times as you can. Because if you want to get a taste of what heaven is like, that's the text you need to look at. Uh, but at that point, uh, when we give our crowns to Christ, then we'll be able to fellowship in all, into all of eternity. So much so that the groanings and longings that we have had in this body while we were on earth will quickly disappear. And we'll spend our rest of our lives enjoying the goodness, blessings, keeping this, how God kept us through our, our lives on earth. And looking forward to seeing all of our families, our friends, our loved ones who have died before us, making us a great and mighty, mighty, mighty journey. And that we're glad that we made it, made the decision on earth to go on this journey because that's the true end of where we are now. And that gives us hope in the present. And that gives us peace in the present. And that gives us empowerment in the present to do all that Christ did 
wasn't able to do when he left. We are to finish his work, then get to heaven and rejoice in that whole process. So that's the concentrated version. Let me let me pause there. Maybe Dr. Van Hook has questions that he want to ask yes. me, and um, then ultimately open it up to others. Well, 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 well. Thank you for giving us the reason for um, having stars in our crown. So what I hear you basically saying is that we got to tolerate people's BS because I want to be nice, so that it can be tried by the fire. I'm trying to get away, you know, and I hear people all the time, I don't do mess, I don't do this, I don't do that. But that's what's going to be tried by the fire so that we can have stars in our crown. And what I hear you saying is we can't run away from the very thing that's going to give us something to present to God. Is that what I hear you saying in real time? Um, because we're running away from, <laughs> go ahead. Absolutely, absolutely. You hit the nail right on the head. Um, in other words, every time I'm buffeted, every time I'm beaten, every time I'm stoned, be it physically or spiritually on earth, that actually translates into uh, one of my crowns. A star. <laughs> no, not, I, I don't want to put stars in that. Uh, the crowns okay. all have stars in the crown. Okay, all right, all right. A, but, but it translates into the to the to the seven crowns I mentioned, and, and, and by the way, all of them have have stars, and so and that's a whole other conversation. I don't want to get too far into stars, but the, let's focus on the whole, whole crown. What crowns are made of? They're forged in the fire. When you when you when you forge gold in a fire, it gets yes. rid of the dross and all of the impurities, and that's what we deal with the impurities, the dolls, the imperfections of the gold is what we are going through on earth so that when we get to heaven, it would be pure gold. Okay? Mm -hmm. Wow, 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 wow. Um, I, I, I think you kind of made us, some of us, even sadder than it was before we got on because the very thing that we're trying to move out of the deal the the issues that we got to deal with our family the issues that we got to deal with our friends um being lied on being talked about being ridiculed you're saying we're going to have to go through that because that gives us some um some some gravitas when we get before uh the throne of god to be able to say that that part of the suffering we will be able to uh, uh, throw as crowns of glory to give him a gift. So we have to have gifts here on earth, but going through the suffering of dealing with other people. And I, I think, I guess that's what I hear you saying about the biggest, the great community. Uh, when we can live in community and in harmony, we got to live with people who are cuckoo crazy, uh, I mean, that, how do we deal? Because we got some family members we don't we want to dismiss. We got some friends that we want uh, not to not not to be associated with. Some of us don't want to go to the family reunion because we're just tired of dealing with with mess of people. And what I hear you saying, it's a part of our Christian walk that those are the people who we have to walk with. 
uh, and, and they're going to give us some suffering. But at the end of the day, that's our gift that we will give to God. Is that what I hear you saying in real time? Uh, absolutely, man. You said it so well. I, I, I really want to say it again. But let me, let me give you a, sort of a story to help connect this. It's a, it's a brief story. You, you know, you probably heard it before. Um, this guy was on this dying bed, and his uh, his son leaned over and said, Dad, you have anything else you want to tell me? He said, yeah, there's two rules I want you to follow. The first one is uh, don't sweat the small stuff. And then uh, and then the father says, the son says, well, what's the second rule? The, fa- the father said, uh, everything is small stuff. <laughs> In other words, when you go to those family reunions, when you were rebuffed on the telephone or on the internet or whatever, that's small stuff. Don't, don't, don't In the church. Stuff. What about in the yeah. church, man? Yeah, oh, uh, uh, man, wherever you deal with it at, in the church, in private or in public, uh, in the past or in the future or in the present, it's all small stuff. And, and, it, and, it, and it ought to motivate you to go to those places, to show those folk, uh, our yes. family, our friends, yes. that you, could, you have overcome the small stuff in order wow. to deal with the eternal stuff. Yeah. You could get so caught up in the small stuff that when you get before God's judgment seat, come on, you're going to think that you're majoring in the small stuff. It's going to get you a crown when you get to the big stuff. No, 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 no. no. You ain't going to get nothing. At the end of the day, you're going to be empty-handed with nothing to give to God when it's time to really praise. You will have no crowns. You get no crowns for dealing with small stuff on earth doesn't matter. So all of, all of that small stuff is, even the stuff that happens in our body by way of suffering, by way of our, you know, whatever our paraplegic situations are, whatever our, you know, emotional situations are, psychological situations, all of that small stuff. I know it's as big as far as we're concerned. When I suffer, I want everybody to notice some suffering. I, I care <laughs> from everybody. But at the end of the day, it's still small stuff. I don't want to minimize it because it's big to me. I mean, I've been sick for the last three weeks with a hematoma in my arm, and, and I had spasms going through my whole body from my elbow. To me, that was big stuff. But it was not big as somebody who's, who's bedridden, who's in prison, who's, who's suffering in, in, um, in Syria right now, as, as, as the Kurds are or who's suffering uh, on the borders in Mexico, or who's suffering yeah. in the pews, or yeah. in the pulpit. It yeah. has <laughs> that small stuff in comparison to what I'm going to deal with in heaven. <laughs> so though I, though wow. I would have missed the rewards in heaven, majoring in the minors here on earth, or do I want to focus my, set my eyes on, the, on, on, on heaven, so that I could endure the small stuff while I'm marching towards Zion. Wow. Wow. Listen, we'll be able to um, have some dialogue about this because I'm almost for sure. N- number one, I'm, I'm, I, I was sitting down. Now I'm standing up because uh, all this hell that I'm going through, <laughs> I, I need for it to be a crown uh, that I can present to God. And 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 I can tell him that uh, I I needed for you to 
I needed to hear you say, well done. Um, um, I, I'm wait, reminded wait, wait, wait. of. Wait, wait, before you go there, let, let me put a footnote there. What you just did from being sitting, you were sitting, sitting down, and now you're standing up. Is the very thing that God does, what, you, what, what Christ does in heaven when we go through stuff. See what Jesus, <laughs> what Jesus did when Stephen was getting stoned. Yes. The sir. last thing we heard yes, about sir. Jesus, he left and took the right hand of the, of the of the Father and was seated in the heavens. When James was being persecuted, Jesus stood up. And so what yeah. you just did is is what's happening in heaven <laughs> when we suffer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm well, I just, I just, you know, I, I know I need to pass the call, but I just wanted to say, I understand now um, my ancestors' songs. One of them is entitled, and will understand it better by and by. Um, yes, yes. Uh, um, um, some of the stuff that we have to go through now. Uh, I'm, I'm dealing with some issues literally in this moment I don't have any answers for. And it seems like God is hard of hearing because he won't give me a quick answer as much as many times as I remind him what I need to, to be answered. But what I hear you saying, it's a part of the journey, but it will turn into a crown and it might be suffering today, but it's a crown when we get to heaven. Um, uh, that's kind of paradoxical, but, but we'll get a chance to unpack that because I think that more Christians, more of us need to do the work of walking with people in this Christian journey who does not have the capacity to walk by themselves. Uh, the strong must bear the infirmities of the weak. We, we, we must be able to be our brother's and sister's keeper. Um, but now you've given me a reason. To, to be that and to know that uh, this ain't, I'm not, I'm not walking with you necessarily because I just like suffering. I'm walking with you now because it's what will have to be tried in the fire when I get to heaven's throne, where I can give to him a gift for suffering with the people of God. Uh, thank you, Doc George. Wait, before you go to that, that point, <laughs> you know, I got I to put one more football. As scholars, we put footnotes on, on everything. As you were sitting and now standing, after you made that statement, my eyes, before that statement, my eyes were dry, but now they're wet. Because uh, uh, when you said we understand it better by and by, that, uh, not only will we understand it better by by, it's not going to just be an intellectual thing. It's going to be a glorious thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so I, I could tolerate what I'm dealing with now. Only because I know that my suffering is not going to be in vain. My trials and tribulations. Hey man, I gotta listen. Listen, I'm gonna cut you off because we can do this in the second section. Because <laughs> this is what we do when we buy ourselves. We got a whole venue of people out there, and they need to get in on this conversation. So let me now pass the call so that we can now then go into the uh, love, life, and victory uh, call, and you'll be able to open up with that statement that you just said. If you can hold on to that. 
so that let me pass the call now so that we can move to prayer and then we'll open back up for uh, discussion and you can open back up with that statement that you just said, uh, if you don't mind. I now pass the call. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, this morning for what was shared and the excitement of your word and how you uh, just speak to our hearts and our minds and our souls. Thank you, Lord, for knowledge and wisdom and understanding. Uh, God, we thank you for uh, blessing us to wake up to see this day, a day we have not seen before. Although it may look like a similar day, God, we know that this is the day that you have made, and it's a day that we will be glad in it and blessed um, as we walk in it. Lord, help us to see the value in this day and to take take advantage of your blessings and take advantage of uh, what you have gifted us with. And so, Lord, today we give this day back to you. We, we commit to this day to be a blessing to someone else. Uh, we commit to this day to pray for someone else. We commit to this day to um, just walk in the way that you desire for us to walk. Help us to think um, on these things as we go through this day. Lord, I pray for uh, all of those who are on the call right now. God, you know their needs, their desires. You know their requests that have been spoken and unspoken. Pray, God, that you would give them uh, uh, wisdom and knowledge and um, just grant them the instruction that they need um, to accomplish what they need to accomplish, oh God. I pray, God, for each and every person who are on this call that may be seeking a job or seeking advancement in their career or even seeking education, further education. I pray, God, that you would bless them in their efforts, oh God. Give them uh, the know-how to, to, to get to the goal, and we thank you for it. We praise you for it. We believe you and trust that you will help us to get there and we thank you, God. Lord, I pray for all of those who may be seeking housing and may have a need in reference to a place to stay. God, I pray that you will bless right now in the name of Jesus. Open doors, Lord. Send direction in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for it now. God, we pray for those who are struggling with uh, an illness, uh, whether it's physical, mental, or uh, otherwise. Bless them in a special way. God, give them um give them healing in their body, in their mind, heart, and soul. God, I pray for uh, those who are dealing with a broken heart uh, for whatever the reason may be. God, I pray to you, bless them now. Comfort them now, Jesus. Help them to feel your touch. Help them to feel your presence. Help them to know that they're not alone and that they can, um, they can be healed and they can be made whole. And we thank you for it, oh God. We bless you for it. I pray, God, for every uh, child that is connected with someone on this call or may even be on the call. I pray that you bless them as they uh, prepare for school and as they're going through the different situations. God, our children experience some tough things when it comes to being in school and being in society and growing up and learning how to navigate through this thing called life. God, help us to be the best guides that we can be to get them there. Uh, help us to 
continue to encourage them and to love on them the proper way. And we thank you for it. Show us, God, how to be great examples for our children and for those children that are not ours that are around us. And we thank you for it. We bless you for it. I pray for all the marriages, God, that you would bless them to keep a solid uh, marriage together in your honor, in your way, in the way that you you want us to walk, in the way you want us to be. God, I pray for every single person on the call. God, grant them comfort. Grant them uh, grant them a sense of, of belonging and a sense of being loved. God, we thank you for it. But uh, I pray, God, for um, our leaders, oh God, in the name of Jesus, our church leaders, our political leaders. Um, I pray for all those who are in office right now. God, you know the turmoil that is happening. God, you know better than any of us know. You know the, the things that are not even being um, exposed to the world. I pray, God, that you would just go in and, and be there and show yourself strong in the midst of all of this. God, we, we, need, we just need to see you, God, as we're shaking our heads in disbelief of all of the chaos. God, you are still there. You are still on the throne. And we praise you and we believe you and we trust that you are. We pray, God, that you would just do your mighty work. And we trust that you will do that. We trust that you're doing it right now, that you're working out a miracle right now, that you're uh, in this next election, that you would put people in office who honor you and who appreciate you and who acknowledge you as God and King. And we thank you for it. We praise you, God, in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, as we uh, prepare to take our phones off mute, we just want to give you praise for every prayer that has gone up and, and for what is about to happen, for the victories that are about to take place. We take our phone off mute right now, and we give you Hallelujah. praise, God. We thank give you, you glory. We give you honor. You, we lift our voices. We lift our voices up, God. And we worship you now together in corporate We worship your name, God, for who you are. We worship your name, God, for what you give to do. We worship you in advance for the blessed order coming our way. We worship you in advance for the prayer that are about to We worship you, God, for the part of the world for caring for us. Thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord. I bless your name. 
God, continue to move by your spirit. We bless you, Lord God, and you we worship you today.
Um, he will give back to declare victory. So you can help declare victory by also getting your work published. He'll put on Amazon for you and guide you through the process, give you the book format, because we need somebody to help us to do that. Uh, Dr. George, um, you, was, you, 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 were, you were trying to continue, and I cut you off, to talk about. I was sitting down, now I'm standing up, um, because you gave me hope uh, while I was in the struggle. And so as we go into love, life, and victory, and people ask you questions about that text and heaven, uh, can you finish that statement, and then we'll go to questions and answers from the public, and then we will actually be able to dialogue about what you have talked about on today. Uh, thank you, Dr. Van Hook. Uh, you know, uh, uh, who, I, was, I was trying to find out the guy who prayed just before the uh, praise just now. What's his name? Hello. Uh, I I forgot who was that who prayed. Uh, Andrew, who was that who prayed? Um, just now. Brother Marcus. Uh, yes, Brother Marcus. Yes, Brother Marcus. Marcus. Brother Marcus. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. I, I want to thank God for Brother Marcus for that prayer because he gave me a time to straighten myself up. Uh, and I thank God for that that also that praise period because it also gave me a chance to get back because I was so up to tell you the truth. Uh, tears flooded my face because um, I gave myself renewed hope, uh, you know, knowing that, uh, that what I'm dealing with now is only a part of the journey, but it's not all of the journey. And I thank God <laughs> that I'm reminded of that. So let, let me just turn back to you, Dr. Van, and then we go to the questions and answers. Um, Hello? Um, um, yes. So, so, so you were trying to close out with a statement uh, about uh, what we have to go through and the symbolization of me sitting down when you started, but me standing up, renewing my hope is what Jesus does, what, what heaven does when we go through and we struggle. They stand up when we're going through so that they can give us the strength that we need for the journey. Um, I don't know if you you you, you yes, wanted to close yes, that statement yes, out. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me close it out, um, and and let me say something that's uh, hopefully not too profound. But uh, what we're going through now is what is called a necessary evil. Yeah, <laughs> we just got to go through it. But don't think about your sufferings, your pain, your your heartaches, your headaches your heartbreaks. Now, set your sight in the midst of your suffering on the throne of God in heaven. So that's the other part of the journey that we're on. Wow. Wow. Any, any questions, any observations, anybody want to uh, tune in, uh, ask questions? Um, what did you hear? What did you, what, what did you, uh, come across that may have been something to a question or a statement that you can help add to what was said on today. Anybody out there have any statements, questions, observations, agreement, disagreements? Good morning, Who out Pastor. there want to share? Good morning. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Praise God. I have a question for Dr. George regarding um, being absent from the body and presence in the Lord. If I paraphrase correctly, I believe you said that you immediately um, are in heaven with, with God 
Um, so my question becomes, because you mentioned in the next couple uh, sentences about the judgment, right? And then you also being judged. So if I go directly, where did, what is the judgment piece? When does that happen? It, it, it happens. It happens much later. It happens much later. You know, after the second coming of Christ, uh, then um, after the thousand-year tri tribulation period on earth is done with, that's going to be a judgment seat. And so the judgment happens then, but immediately when I die, I go to heaven, that's my new home, and I, I stay there until that judgment. Thank you. Did, did, did that make sense to you? Anybody else? Somebody else want to share? Anybody else have any questions? Anybody else? What's your thoughts? What you thinking? Good morning, gentlemen. This, this is Good morning, Andrew? gentlemen. This is yes. Uh, yes, sir. I I, I was uh, thinking. Uh, as the doctor was uh, was speaking about the suffering, how uh, that is bad advertising for Christians because uh, the <laughs> one thing that you that you hear from people that just don't buy into it fully is that you know that 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 old philosophical philosophical question is evil genuine like if God is so powerful and so omnipotent why does evil exist? And I, I've, I've even tried to walk them through the the uh, the old argument that uh, David Hume brought up, and how St. Thomas Aquinas like fought that, and that works like in the classroom setting, but out on the street, it, it doesn't work so well. And I, I struggled with that for a while, and and then it started making me wonder. You know, a little bit. This was this was way back in my walk. Well, yeah. What like why? Why is that necessary? Is that is there a chastisement sort of like woven into the fabric? Just because is that you know you know salvation is free, but is that our boarding pass? But but then I read the verse that said that the servant is not above his master, and 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 that kind of shut me up, and that. uh because of sin and because of disobedience, you know, he was brought to suffer and we're not better than him. We are supposed to follow his example, even to the point of taking up our crosses daily. And so that 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 kind of calmed me down and shut me up. And I, I didn't worry about that anymore. But 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 it was it was a gut punch when I really thought about it. And, and, you know, like I wasn't just going on what what the older saints were saying. And I thought for myself, it was like, oh, wow, that, 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 that's a tough one. But then I kept reading and, and everything was okay. So, so thank, thank you for the reminder this morning that I'm on the right well, path. I'm, I'm glad you said that. I, I didn't get your name. But, but Andrew. By the way, uh, yeah, Andrew. Oh, it's Andrew. Okay, I'm sorry. Andrew, uh, uh, Instead of calling me Dr. Jordan, I'm a brother just like you are, and we all brothers and sisters in Christ. Gotcha. Let me, let me, let me put this in better context. You, you have sinners who suffer. You have saints who suffer. 
we have Christ who suffered. But one thing we don't ever think about is the fact that God also suffers. Yes. So let, that, let that sink in for a minute. You know, when when uh, when God was trying to woo Israel, God's heart stayed broken. When God saw his own son down the cross, he too died and suffered. You know, you know, so nobody is exempt from suffering on earth or in heaven. We all suffer. And mm-hmm. so and so uh the whole question of theodicy, which is a, a deep and theological issue, why does the righteous suffer and why do the wicked seem to prosper? Uh, it seems like that you have an all-powerful God that would allow us to suffer, and that God's supposed to be a God of love. But all suffering, particularly for those who are saved, is necessary for whatever reason. It either is to make us humble, to make us realize that we are not invincible, but that we all are in this together. You, you know what I mean? And so, uh-huh. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I said, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So the, yeah, I'm trying to keep my answers short. So if it seems like I, I just stopped, that means I'm I'm trying to save some room because I could go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, anybody just, else? Go, go ahead. Go ahead, Andrew. No, 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 no. I said, I, I said that's good because a lot of people want to get into a debate and I want to take the uh, the discussion like from the pew to the lectern, and they want to bring a lot of other argument in, and sometimes it can get you know pretty convoluted. But in effect, it's just as simple as you just said it. Uh-huh. So I try to keep it that way. <clears throat> yes, sir. Yes, sir. One of the things that that we have to understand is it's called bad advertisement. So if you notice. You don't never hear anybody saying you need to buy some death insurance. You know what we call it? We call it life insurance because death insurance is bad advertisement. Nobody would want to buy it. So we call it life insurance, but it's really death insurance. And it's the same thing with suffering. We don't want to deal with it. But if everybody has some form of suffering while we're in this physical tent, then we need to be clear about what is the ramifications around our human suffering and it's only temporary because of our transformation that will be actually taking place so and brother andrew i just thank you thank you for actually knowing that that is bad advertisement when we talk about suffering and what have you nobody wants to talk about suffering um um nobody likes it but again god suffers christ suffered and we will suffer both the saved and the unsaved but those of us who are saved don't suffer as though we don't have any hope. We do have hope, and we can take our suffering better when we know that there is a cause and a reason behind it, and, and, and we'll be able to understand it better as time goes. So thank you for that. Anybody else want to share? Um, Good morning, Miss uh, Tamisha. Good morning. Hi. I have a <clears throat> I have a question because I'm trying to understand. So there's there's suffering that just exists. And then I guess my question is, there's 
there is suffering that could be avoided through instruction that is ignored, right? Yes. And and so what is that? What is that like? Because I guess I'm thinking about instruction that was given throughout the Bible that was ignored and suffering was longer for some folks than others. And so what is that like for us? Okay, um, you know, in the context of what I was saying earlier, that's the suffering, um, the, 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 the part that you're focusing on, it's a suffering that really doesn't matter. And I think what happens with the church or with, within, I should say, Christendom, is that we focus on folk who are taught and don't seem to learn from their teachings and do otherwise. That's not our. That's not our job. It's above our pay grade. Um, what our focus should be on is not on those or or even ourselves. And when we, we fail to heed, our focus should be on where we're headed. And we get distracted or detoured on our journeys on these side roads, dealing with other people's sin and our, even our own sin when sin has already been judged and dealt with at the cross for believers. And so we are, we are meddling with the minors. We're majoring in the minors rather than focusing on our ultimate, the ultimate end of our journey. And if we focus on the ultimate end of, my, end of our journey, then all the rest of it is small stuff. You follow me, uh, Felicia? Yes. Okay. Felicia, if you can ask the question again in a just in a different way, maybe you can get to um, what 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 he can maybe expound upon what you're really trying to unpack there. No, it's clear now. I was just thinking more of like um, self, you know, self. I don't want to say self-imposed suffering because I don't think anybody wants to suffer, but there. I was just thinking about. You know just how avoidable some suffering is and rather than turning away um sometimes you run you know me like i'll use myself for example instead of like already just knowing that something is just gonna cause me a lot of suffering instead of turning away um <laughs> I, I engage in it and then and then and knowing that it was going to make, you know, suffering was going to happen, engage in it, and then, like, regret it later because I get to reflect and say, I could have avoided all of that. Um, and then there's just, like, you know, I was saying that there's suffering that is unavoidable, but there there are things that we could avoid and we don't, and it increases our amount of suffering. And I was wondering, is that, like, are there how do you give direction to kind of turn, like, avoid as much suffering as you can? But I guess it's not, I guess it's not the, like, you, you, it just don't happen. Right, right, Felicia, you, 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 just, you just took the words out of my mouth. But let me, let me just add a little icing to what you just said. Uh, because we, I already mentioned that God has forgiven all of our sins, past, present, and future. We can forgive about it, forget about it. It's it's covered in blood, and all we got to do is continue to confess to keep the blood current. But what I didn't say 
is that we need to learn how to forgive ourselves. Because we're in life, and life is unavoidable because we're here. We're going to make mistakes. No matter how bright you are, how rich you are, how prosperous you are, you're going to make mistakes. They're unavoidable. No matter how well-trained you are, I got, I got a number of degrees. I, I still make mistakes. I got perfect instructions. I train pastors. I train scholars. I still make mistakes. But I can't get caught up in that. I got to keep moving. I have to forgive myself because I know God has already forgiven me, but my journey will be hindered on one of those side roads and detours if I get stuck on regret about what I should have done differently based upon what I knew or what I know versus forgiving myself and getting back on the highway to heaven. Hope that makes sense. This, yeah, it does. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Somebody else, you want to share? Anybody else out there who have um, questions, impact, statement, comments? This has been really rich. Um, um, go ahead. Who is that getting ready to share? Good morning. It's Nikisha. Um, great declaration. Good morning. Um, I, I love the phrase that's above our pay grade. That that just had me hollering over here. <laughs> <laughs> that had me over here hollering. Um, just mm, that really just encouraged me um, when you said that God suffered and that Christ suffered. Because we 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 focus on Christ suffering, but we don't really touch bases on God suffering. How He had to turn His back. Oh, hallelujah. He had to turn his back when when Christ was on the cross. But ooh, we just gotta walk in the victory. We have to walk in it and just know that this is temporary. And, and oh, oh Lord, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Going back on mute because I can't even get it together. But yeah, that's what, that's what I had to. Very encouraging. Yeah, I had to put it on mute too. So. Uh... Uh, yeah, I had to put it on mute too. Uh, I, I forgot the question. To tell you the truth. <laughs> oh no, it was just a comment. It was just a comment about it's above our pay grade because yes, you know, yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of being a supervisor before, and then just being an, a regular employee, and then you dealing with the management and stuff like that. So I was like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa! I'm not a supervisor right now. It's above my pay grade. Let me go on back over here and just be a regular employee right now and let them deal with that. So when you said that, I was just over here hollering. Yeah, you know, you know, <laughs> the, the, the real, the real fact of the matter is, is that uh, is that our, our biggest trouble comes from focusing on stuff that's above our pay grade. And particularly in judging others, and also in judging ourselves, that's not our job. You you, you were not trained uh, or, uh, or gifted to judge anybody or yourself. That's God's job, and God has it all together. And so we need to take our focus off of the minor stuff. And that's why it's easy for me to forgive others, no matter how big the sin is, no matter how hard it hits me. I know it's small stuff in the eyes of God because God has given me for much more. 
than I could ever forgive others of. And as a result, I could get back on that road and then focus on that which is, which is within my pay grade, that is within my own job description. And so I thank you for that, that comment and that uh, expression. You bless my soul with that. Thank you for bringing it back to me. Anybody else? This has been really, really rich. Um, I wanted to uh, also remind anybody on the call and somebody that you might even know that um, you have a person that can help you publish your work and put it out to the world. Um, he will edit it. He will read it. He will, he will literally, as a matter of fact, Pastor Curtis Robinson, who pastors here in Oakland, he just got a book published um, just, what, uh, less than a month ago that Dr. George just completed. And so he's done several works. And if you have a book in your spirit or an article or, or sermons or um, and it may be a way that um, even uh, Dr. Dion can put some of our um, calls uh, into a published work, and it's called Declare Victory at the top. So there's just so many things that we can do. Uh, some of the um, most listened to or sought after messages, because there's been so many great speakers, including herself, and she can do actually uh, her own um, um, published work based upon the um, declarations that she's done. So there's just a whole bunch of things that we can all do. But I wanted to say well, that you have a person on the call. Well, let me let me add to that because Pastor Robinson, uh, Curtis Robinson's uh, book is is on Amazon in two forms. It's uh, in paperback form and Kindle format. It's entitled "31 Days and 31 Days of Prayer." If you really want to be blessed, uh, go to Amazon and Put in 31 days and 31 days of prayer by Dr. Uh, by Curtis Robinson, and your prayer life will be transformed. I, I, I guarantee. Well, not, 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 not only problem I got with that, Dr. George, is he don't get free advertisement on this declared victory. He need to pay into it. So, yeah, but I'm saying that I'm saying that to say. Let me let me give my put my own plug. My latest book is called Out from a Gloomy go. Past. Out from a Gloomy Past. Uh, I just published it if you you know and in that book i have a lot of instructions on how to study and how to analyze passages and you could also find that on amazon in both paperback and um uh, kindle format and um and i encourage you to do so because i'm not i'm not trying to sell books i'm trying to sell insights i'm not really trying to sell it because you know I, I, not that i don't need the money uh but i'm trying to help folk on this side so that we could all rejoice on the other side. Well, thank you. So uh, any, anybody else have any comments or questions or statements uh, based upon um, um, the suffering, but when you get to heaven, um, we get to stop um, majoring in minors and start majoring on the majors. And that's a part of our journey. Uh, as long as we're in this tent, uh, one writer says it this way, uh, we live in the world of Samoa. Uh, most of us don't know that world, but it, 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 it's a city called Samoa. Samoa being lied on, Samoa being talked about, Samoa being ridiculed while you're in this physical frame. Because after we get to heaven, we will be in the land of no more. No more tear-stained eyes. 
No more being talked about. No more being lied on. No more being ridiculed. Every day will be Sunday. Sabbath won't have any ends. And so we have to embrace the state that we're in, knowing that it's temporary and that we need to definitely um, stop majoring on the minors and start majoring on the majors. And um, so this has been great. Anyone else? Before you put it out to a question, let me just rephrase that, what you just said. Instead of majoring in the minors and minoring in the majors, uh, we need to stop majoring so much on earth and minoring in heaven, and rather majoring in heaven and minoring on things on earth, if you know what I mean. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, that's a good time for me to jump in, uh, Pastor Come Van. On, Brad, Jeff. <laughs> Come on, brother Jeff. Yeah, and to our guest speaker, uh, you know, I was just thinking about the verse where, where God tells us to, to set our affections on things above, you know, uh, rather than things down here on earth. You know, so heaven must always be in the backdrop, uh, especially when I'm enduring uh, suffering, you know, because it's like, yeah. uh, look, you know, the word tells us to count it all joy. You know what I'm saying? But it's kind of hard sometimes in the physical and it's natural in the flesh to count it all joy uh, when you're suffering. But, oh, thank you, Lord God, that God gives us the grace to yeah. endure the suffering. You know, but, oh, hallelujah. Man, I I, I enjoyed the teaching this morning. Uh, I never um, heard it taught from the perspective that uh, – when this physical uh, body uh, decays and goes back to the dust, uh, that the spirit immediately goes back to the father and, and that the soul is asleep. You know, I, I, I never um, heard it actually uh, broken down that way, you know, that when we pass away, the body dies, that it goes back to the dust and, and our spirit immediately go back to the father and, and that our soul uh, it was sleep uh, until the judgment time. Um, uh, that was good to hear. Uh, but, you know, it's like, uh, I, I don't want to suffer. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I know, I know God, I know that God, I, I know that God gives me the grace to deal with my sufferings, you know, but uh, in my physical body, I, you know, he, he gives us Job and, 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 and there's, you know, different people that have suffered uh, in the scriptures. Um, and, and, you know, wow, the way Job, you know, he gives us that example. You know, the way Job suffered was, wow, my God, mind-blowing. But it's like, I wants to be healed, you know. And he mentioned the fact that uh, how the enemy uh, comes against him with gout. And, you know, I, I have to... Uh, Fight against some some physical ailments as myself. I would I would like for him to share uh, on how we can um, process uh, the well. I don't want to say process maybe not be the right word to use, but how could we could receive the the gifts uh, from heaven of healing uh, in our physical bodies? You know, when the enemy comes against us, you know, with uh, say uh, gout or whatever uh, physical ailments uh, the enemy uh, tries to come against us with, uh, and, and so that um, we can 
live that abundant life free from uh, that type of suffering. Brother Jeff, I thank you for that, man. You, you, you have helped me to bring out another point that I wanted to talk about earlier that I wasn't able to because of time. But let me let me just say this. The only way that we could have avoid any of the sufferings that we have experienced to this date, to this moment in time, is to not to have been born at all. <laughs> let that sink in. <laughs> once, you cross, once you cross the threshold and come out of the womb, your days of suffering start. Okay? My, my, my. That's why you... That's why you cry as a baby, you moan as a baby, you long as a baby. And even as a child, you long to be an adult. As an adult, you long to be a senior. And as a senior, you long to die. I long to be uh, a child. <laughs> yeah. And so there will be healings in the meantime, but there will also be suffering. And so for me to sit here to say that even for Christians to be without suffering in light of this whole so-called prosperity gospel and, you know, all of that that comes with it. They tell you that you don't have to suffer, that, that, you, that you are prosperous and all of that. Well, maybe on this life, what have you. But the bottom line is we're in life, and that means we're in suffering. In the next life, we won't be. But in this life, it's a prerequisite for the next life. In other words, it's got to come now so that we won't have to suffer in the future, in the next life. So hope, hopefully that, that makes some sense. Now, um, you mentioned Job. Um, Man, Lord have mercy. I could go and hold, hold another three or four hours on just Job. But Job was righteous, but it doesn't mean that he didn't have sin. It just means that people was not, he was blameless, which means that people never were able to point a finger at him and say he did something because they didn't see it with their physical eyes. He's just blameless. <laughs> you, you follow me? Blameless does not mean without sin. It means that you were able to sin in the dark, which is also going to come to the light. <laughs> at the light of the bema, see, the bema means light. Bema is judgment means that God will shed light on what you're doing. And yeah. so, even though we may be blameless in the sight of others, we all have sin and we all have suffering. No matter how crisp my sh my suit looks, how shiny my shoes look, and how sturdy my stetson on my head looks. My, my, my cap, my brim. Uh, don't let that fool you. We, we, this is just a tent. And one day I'm going to have to fold it up and put mm. on my new tent. And so uh, th thank you for that, Jeff. I really appreciate that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, the other thing but, you but, talked but, about go ahead. was that, that incorruptible crown uh, that we're going to receive once we get to heaven. Uh, that we could present as a gift uh, uh, yeah. unto our figures. Uh, could you go in a little bit deeper into that? Well, before I go into that, let me just step, take one step back. Not only will we have incorruptible crowns, we would have an incorruptible body. <laughs> that will be celebrated first. So what we do in the meantime, when we get to heaven from the time we get there until the time of the judgment, we're going to be rejoicing over this incorruptible body. With you know, Dr. Vanna talked about the no mores. Uh, that's that's going to be the praise. We ain't got to deal with this no more. We ain't got to deal with no bills. We ain't got to deal with no, uh, you know, you know, all of that. Because 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 we have not insurance, we have assurance. 
Now, let's turn to the crown. The crown is uh, incorruptible because nobody could take it away from us. Yeah, there are some folk on earth that want to take away our crowns. We ain't got crowns right now. All we got is, all we got is, you know, something that's temporary. Uh, all the degrees I have are temporary. It took me a while, to, in my mind, to get them, but 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 they're temporary, and so they are corruptible. All of my degrees are going to go to the dust, and they won't they won't make it to heaven because I don't need degrees in heaven. But when I get to heaven. The only thing that that I'm going to bring from earth to heaven is going to be the crowns. You follow yeah. me, Jeff? Yes. And so, and so everything else is paled in comparison to the incorruptible crown. I can't give God something that's corruptible when I get to heaven, because that's going to be left on earth. But when I get to heaven, I can't, I got to give Him my best gift. In other words, I got to give him my best life, not the kind of life people are talking about now, as far as in the world, you know, but my best life, my zoe, which in the Greek means my abundant, my best life, which results in crowns that are incorruptible in heaven that I could then lay at his feet. And that's, that is what I'm, I'm here for. I'm not here to, to have gout. I'm not here to have uh, sickness. I'm not here. To, uh, also, I had cancer. I'm not here for that. I'm not here because I had hernia. I wasn't. I wasn't brought here to have hernia. I wasn't brought here to have uh, death in my, uh, my losing my own son. I was brought here. Listen to this. This is deep. For the crowns that I'm gonna put at his feet. <laughs> okay, I, I'm gonna stop right there. Go ahead. Go ahead, Doc. Um, um, Brother Jeff. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I, listen, I, I know we got to suffer, but I'm, I'm cool on the suffering. I mean, come on. I, I man. can laugh at I mean, it. <laughs> come on, man. I mean, man. I, I mean, you know, that the suffering is for the birds. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, hey, man, come on. But, but hey. Dr. Van Hook, see, the, yes, the, 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 the minor suffering is all, but he said count it all joy. My joy, God. come on, man. Yes. <laughs> now, now you put it in context, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, man, I'm I'm cool on all that, man. I mean, you know, let, you know, and I hate to give that path that suffering on, but, you know, let somebody else suffer and so I can go and walk with them and pat them on the back and tell them it's going to be all right. But when I'm going through, and and man, when you're going through, man, your, your your antennas go up, man, and you can hear the chatter, and 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 people put stuff on you that ain't true, and people, I mean, it just, man, that thing is, I mean, I'm cool on all of that, man. I, I just, I mean, you know, I know I don't get to be exempt, but but you know, if if there's another way, man, I you know, sign me up, man. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm like you, brother Jeff. I, I you know, man, uh, man. And, you know, Pastor, and, and, I'm really, I'm really just truly grateful for uh, declaring victory. This <laughs> and the teachings that I received that prepared me, you know, to receive uh, my crown. You know, as I, I seek yeah. uh, heaven. You know, so I, I didn't know that uh, I'd be able to re receive seven crowns. You know, uh, you know, when God tells us even. even the righteous scarcely gonna make it into heaven. 
the righteous Come on, man. scarcely going to make man. it. So you mean I can receive seven crowns? I'm trying to get just one. Hey, hallelujah. <laughs> so, you know, oh, the righteous scarcely going to make it in. So, you know, what, what does those that reject Christ got to look forward to? I know what they got to look forward to. I don't want no parts of it. But you mean I could receive seven crowns to praise him in glory? Yeah. That's real Man. deep. That's real deep. But, but just, let, me just on, let, let, let me piggyback on just what you just said, uh, because I think we need to hear that. Because there are some folk who believe that their righteousness alone, and another word, another way of putting it, maybe say self-righteousness in, in, in God's eyes, but their righteousness alone it's going to get them crowns in heaven. No, no, no. It's what you do with your righteousness. And so those who are righteous alone on earth are no better than the heathens here on earth. Because if a heathen did make it to heaven, they would have nothing to give. And so mm. also would the righteous have nothing to give. And so, um, and so, I don't want to just get to heaven because I'm righteous. Uh, I want to get to heaven because I, I did something with my righteousness. I had some good works. Thank you, Jeff. Um, I, I'm the, the good thing about uh, Declare Victory and just the gospel message is it gives us a reason to take on these fallibles with hope. Hopefully that makes sense. In other words, the stuff that we go through, the word of God gives us a reason why we have to go through it and what to look forward to, knowing that it's temporary. It's temporary. But can you imagine, um, 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 I've talked about some of my, um, um, my, my friends who, who, who God has blessed uh, to have some great re resources. Um, one of my, my billionaire friends, his, his daughter broke her pelvis because she's a skydiver instructor. Um, <laughs> and um, he flew her across the, the water to get her to a better doctor. But Brother Jeff, he called me so that I could tune in to the, to the God of the universe because his money couldn't heal his daughter. And, and, and that gave me something to shout about just this week, because as much money as he has, his daughter, he wants his daughter healed. And, 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 and his money, even though he flew her across the world to get her to a better doctor, he called me so that I could get in touch with the doctor of doctors. And that that's that's what this that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, Lord. Hey, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. <laughs> and that's why we're here, Doc. <laughs> yes, sir. We, we yes, gotta sir. put the rich and powerful, the mighty and the wealthy in touch with heaven <laughs> so they don't have they don't have the access that we have. Maybe 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 they have riches in earth, but they don't have the riches that we have. So that's why we have to teach, and that's why we have to preach, so that we can communicate with folk who are rich and powerful how to be, how, how to get these how to get some real riches in heaven. 
Yes, sir. And that's what I'm talking about. Anybody else? I don't want to hog up all the time because it's been rich. Um, this is a conversation that a lot of people don't want to have because they're still trying to avoid the obvious while you're in your physical frame. Anybody else? Good morning. Good morning. Brother Eric. Um, hey, I, brother I, Eric. How you doing there, sir? Hey, man. One more day. One hey, more time. Amen. 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 I've been enjoying the dialogue and the decoration. Um, and, and this thing about suffering uh, that nobody really wants to go through. And I, I just, been, uh, you know, but, but there are benefits in the scripture tells us uh, of our suffering. You know, I kind of equate it to like, you know, I've been going to the gym and, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, my body ain't in the shape that it that it used to be. And so trying to get it back into shape, you know, I would rather just be able to walk into the gym and just come out and, you know, have a six pack and, you know, all my weight is gone. You know, I, you know, I hate having to get on that bike. I hate having to push those weights and everything because it's, come on it's, now. it's a way of suffering. But I understand that I've got to go through this in order to get the body the physical uh, body that I want. Uh, and so, uh, and so, uh, you know, you talked about suffering. I was thinking about, you know, when scripture saying that, you know, when they persecute us, that is not because of who we are is because it's because of who we serve. And that we know that this uh, earth has been given for a season to uh, the adversary, the, the enemy. And, you know, he don't want us, to follow our savior. And so he's gonna do every, every everything that he wants to do because he know that it causes God to uh, suffer, to see his children go through the thing too. Um, I'm reminded of a poem you talked about, God, God is broken heart uh, because he was rejected by Israel. I'm reminded of a, of a poem uh, that I read uh, a few times ago and it always touched my heart. And the poem is titled, Who Will Wipe Tears Away From God's Eyes? And the poem goes on to talk about, you know, after all of our tears have been wiped away, and we, we all know that everybody's not going to heaven, that there will pe be people who will reject God and will suffer uh, a, a punishment. But after God's been wiped everything away and, and made uh, earth new, who, who will wipe away God's tears? And I thought it was just a, such a powerful and touching poem. So I just wanted to comment on that. I um, also want to ask a question about suffering. We've been um, talking about this month that there's another way that you can suffer, and that's through generational curses and sins that may have gone through the bloodline. I want to ask your insight, uh, sir, about that. What, what, what do you think about that? Uh, man, thank you, thank you, Jeff. Um, Brother Eric. Uh, no, uh, Eric, I'm sorry. I, I, I was looking at my notes, but I, I didn't. My, my eyes are so watery, I can't really see the names because I took my glasses off. But, but Eric, uh, I thank you for that, that gym analogy uh, because you know, I too was probably in the, the best shape of the in, in the world. I thought the fact when I was working out as football, baseball, basketball track you know, boxing and karate, 
that that workout would last forever. Waddles, and I wouldn't have to do it no more after I finished playing all that stuff. But no, you got to do it throughout the rest of your life. Um, but the problem is, you got to do it more towards the end than you did in the beginning, because at the end is where it's going to really matter. At the beginning, you're forming a habit. At the end is when you're going to really need it. But the problem is, no matter how much you exercise and run and do marathons and triathlons and whatever, you still are going to lose this body. You won't take a six-pack to heaven. Some of us, when we get to heaven, we will we'll automatically have a six-pack. But in this earth, you've got to worry about it in the middle. Now, let me jump to the question you had about um, generational curses. Uh, that was laid to, 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 that was put to bed in the Old Testament. Um, you know, you know, the question was raised that, you know, that if our parents eat grapes, then, then the children's teeth will be set on the edge. When Christ came, Christ broke that curse. So no longer are we going to be judged for the generational, the things our foreparents have done. Um, we're not going to be judged for that. But now, on the other hand, there are some things that our foreparents had in their bodies that was passed on genetically to our bodies. We're going to suffer that. But some of us are going to be smarter. So like my mother, she pretty much was, well, not pretty much, she was, you know, pretty much, she was convalescent for almost the last 15 years of her life. She stayed in the same chair, uh, a recliner. In fact, she didn't want to sleep in a bed. She stayed in a recliner because of gout. And before that, my, well, before her died, my uncle died with the same curse. My grandmother, was her fingers, her arms, her wrist, her arms all balled up across her chest. And every toe was curled over because of gout. And that was generational. That was genetic. Thank God that God gave me some smarts. I was not exempt from gout. I just found a better way to deal with it. And so uh, I could go into all the remedies of that. If you need that, just hit me on, on, on the victory page. But what my point is this. There are two levels of generational curse. One is sin. The other one is genetics. We're forgiven, we're forgiven for the sins, but we got to tolerate the genetics. You follow me? Are you there, Jeff? I mean, uh, Eric, I'm sorry. Eric? Yeah, this, uh, this, uh, this brother Jeff, excuse me. Yeah, see, that's okay, going home. back to Jeff. Yeah, I, 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 I got you. <laughs> Brother Eric first, you know, proposed his question. But see, that was the uh, the question I was asking earlier. The solution and the process to overcome, to to uh, to eliminate uh, that in our lineage, to where that I could live without the suffering of you know whatever the enemy is trying to oppose uh, uh, on me physically in the heaven in the in the earth realm. You know what I'm saying in my physical body. That was that was the question that uh, I was asking you. You know, what could you uh, give us a solution uh, to the, the you know to cast that out? 
I wish I wish I could. Uh, this is Jeff I'm talking to now, right? This yes, Jeff? sir. Yeah, Jeff, yes, sir. I, I wish I could. I wish I could offer a solution with all my studying, what have you. Because uh, uh, when I get when I when I I've dealt with the gout, um, and now I'm, um, my gout is sort of in remission. But but after I get through with that, that I got some other stuff to deal with. <laughs> you know? Uh, you know, then I got to deal with my high blood pressure, and then I got to deal with uh, you know my enemies, and then I got to also deal with you know my frenemies, which are both enemies and so-called friends. And then I, then I got to deal with saints, and then then I got to deal with the uh, the ultimate architect of suffering or uh, disease, who is Satan. And so I cannot offer you a solution because there's not one because this is called life. The only solution I could offer is what we're talking about: is trading this body in for a new body. And that's the only solution I have. It's not in this life. Because you can go to the best doctors, the best hospitals, even uh, Dr. Vanda's friend, who, a wealthy friend who invited him to pray. She's going to get over that. And he's going to get over this, this, this suffering because of his daughter's sickness. But they're going to have to face other things. Life hits you from every angle, particularly when you try to do something uh, that has eternal significance. And so, this is not the call. You're on the wrong call if you want a solution to that. Uh, but if you want an understanding to that, this is the right call. You know what I mean, uh, uh, Jeff? And so uh, I'm sorry. Uh, my, 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 my knowledge uh, uh, is uh, hits a dead end when we get to this, this, that question of how can we find on earth a solution to all of our sufferings and of every stripe and every kind that's not possible. But on this call, because we are Christians, we don't just end here on earth. We we have another part of the journey that we're going to go on that's greater than, than what we're dealing with on earth. And so uh, I'm sorry I can't give you that, but that's, again, above my, above my pay grade. And so. Okay. I hope it's not too much um, noise or background. I'm at this high school. But, yeah, you know, my, my motto before I even, um, well, for years is that I'm going to praise him. And, 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 and through whatever um, phase of life I'm in, you know, whether in sickness, whether in health, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to praise him and, and, and lift him up and give him the glory, um, whether I'm up and whether I'm down, you know. Um, so it's, it's, it's for me, you know, I, I must maintain my praise and lift him up regardless to whatever state I'm in. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that, Jeff, because I need to contextualize this whole idea of praise. Some people think that you praise just to praise, just to make some noise. Uh, no, that's not the purpose of praise. Praise is over the stuff we got to deal in this life and how God is going to help us to overcome it. And so if you haven't been able to be loud in your praise, it's probably because you don't realize all of the you haven't understood. No, but I'm not an Oh, yes, sir. No, I was talking to a teacher. Okay, no, no problem. No, mute it for a minute. Uh, 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 you make everyone blush. Uh, that was my, my device in the background. Um, 
So, so my praise, in order for it to have a purpose, it it had to have it has to be focused on something that I'm going to overcome, not only in this life, I'm going to overcome in this life, in the next life. And so, when we turned off, when I finished my my presentation earlier, and we unmuted the call, the praise that you heard while everybody was praying at the same time. It's almost like the praise you're going to hear when you get to heaven. The only difference is, only difference is, praise when we get to heaven is going to be clearly articulated in the presence of God. So when I started off in life up until age of 16, I stuttered. Some people um, that I heard in the background, I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't understand them because of, of their they're being differently able with a disability. But in the by and by, they're going to have a speech more perfect than anybody here on earth. So don't, don't, don't become discouraged because you can't talk and sound like some of the saints here on earth. Because in heaven, everybody's going to be clear. All of our praise is going to be clear. Because we're all going to be basically saying the same thing. Which I also heard on the call. Hallelujah and amen. <laughs> Good morning, Pastor. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor. This is Sister Julia. I have a young lady here that uh, put aside everything she used to do to raise her grandchild. She's, she, uh, she's doing a great job and uh, to take care of her grandbaby. And uh, I want y'all to pray for her and continue to do what she's doing and have a great day. Can you pray for me, Pastor Ball? Her name is Miss Bernie, Sister Bernie. She here, Bernadine. Bernadine, she here ready to talk to you. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of prayer, Sister Bernadine. We pray for her. We lift her up. We thank you for this call where she can touch and agree with other saints. While we are on the battlefield, we ask that you would strengthen us where we're weak, build us where we're torn down, prop us on every leaning side. For we know that this earthly tabernacle one day will be resolved, but we will have another building not made with hands. And so we ask now that you would give us the ability to pass through the circumstances and the difficulties that we have right now. Lord, hear our prayer. We touch and agree with the prayers of the righteous, because they do availeth much in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Amen. 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 Anybody else want to share? We uh, This has been phenomenal. Um, not, not, not a popular subject, at least not for me, uh, but it's a necessary subject, like our brother uh, Eric was talking about that gym. <laughs> it's not popular, but it's necessary. Thank you. Give me some thoughts with that. Anybody else want to share? Anybody else want to share? Anybody else? This, this is Brother Eric again. I, I, I just wanted to comment on what uh, uh, Claire, uh my brother, had just said. Um, one of the things I do, too, you know, you know um, when I'm going through suffering, I, I love the Word of God, and I love to read the Word of God. And, and, and you know, there's some scriptures that I would advise everybody, get you a scripture, you know, and, and, and there's a scripture, weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. 
And what you just said earlier, uh, uh, sir, you know, it when 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 I come into the knowledge of what what what, what is waiting for me, it, it it makes the suffering bearable, you know. And 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 um, brother Van Hook, you talked about uh, you know, the songs your ancestors. This is a song I used to sing back in Jersey, uh, the old Reverend Cross, and and I love the ending of the chorus, you know. Uh, so I cling to the old rugged cross with this burdens that last I lay down. Um, no, so I'll cherish the old uh, rugged cross with this burdens that last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and one day I'll exchange it for a crown. So, you know, we may suffer, but, but God gives us blessings. He gives us blessings in his word. He gives us uh, revelations that that makes the journey a little bit easier, makes the suffering a little bit more powerful. That's all I want to say. Just just commenting on, on what you had just said, sir. God bless. Yeah, that, that was Eric. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was Eric. That's Eric. That's Eric. Okay, Eric. Uh, let me just make one statement. I'm glad you said what you said. But let me just say this: we have to understand the purpose and function of suffering, and it's necessarily to take our eyes of faith off of off of God and off of of our journey and off off of our mission. So when we suffer, don't turn to your suffering because it really um, is trying to take you away from what is what really matters. Use your suffering to change your focus from the pain you're experiencing. I know this is difficult, but turn it on, turn it, use it as a prompt to turn you back to God. In other words, every time you suffer, it ought to make you pray. You know, and then even when you're not suffering, uh, it, it ought to make you pray. <laughs> you know, and so every time we go through something, it's the, the purpose of that is to have us to turn our focus on what is eternal and what is essential. You, you follow me, Eric? Okay. Well, yes, sir. Yes, sir. yes, sir. Okay, go ahead. Okay. I I, I understand that. Yes, um, that it, it will help me to, to focus on, on on my purpose. And just like I, when I use the gym, I know what I'm working towards. And so the suffering is just only a byproduct of helping me uh, uh, become a better person, become a better servant uh, to accomplish the mission uh, what God has set before me. Right, right, right. Okay. Anybody else? Anybody else want to share? Um, again, uh, we want to thank Dr. Larry George for being a part of who, 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 anybody else want to share? Who is that? Now, this is to me. Good, 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 good morning. Um, and uh, Dr. Larry Judge. I'm sorry. What's your name? This is, my name is Jacqueline, and I am in Virginia. Okay. And I just want to thank you for that declaration. And I just, I think one of the things that um, resonate with my spirit is when you said that um, suffering is not a form of punishment. And it is, it is so true because when we are, are faced with um, stuff 
tribulations or any kind of thing that causes us to suffer, the first thing that comes to mind is that what have I done? What did I do? And anything that we are going through, what we're going through because the Lord is punishing us for something that we should have done us or did not do. And one thing that um that helped me through uh going through my, my season of suffering because it's a season sometimes where, you know, it, it's better than others is when um you hear David speak the, the the statement saying it was good that I was afflicted because in that affliction I, I learned um what God was doing because it was not while I was going through it I didn't see what God was doing it was just oh my God it was just unbearable but when I came through on the other side and I look back and saw what God was doing in my life it was something like oh wow and see how it mature me, how it grow me. And I come to the realization that, you know, it's the potter, we're in his hand. And he is molding and making us. And sometimes it's not always easy. But then the, the best part is when he put us in the fire. Oh, God. He put us in the fire and it's, it's hard. But guess what? That fire makes us refine. That fire, you know, it, it makes us look, it removes some stuff off of us. And then he comes back and he, he does what he's supposed to do and put us back in the fire. But through that, putting us in the fire helps us to to be stronger, to be better, to be able to be equipped and hear him, uh, get a little closer to him while uh, we walk this thing I'll call, um, well, whatever assignment he has given us. But we have to go through that suffering stage to be able to connect with him, to be able to, you know, keep our eyes focused on him. So thank you, sir. Yes, uh, Jacqueline. I'm glad. I'm glad you said that because uh, we mentioned Job earlier. Um, but the real purpose of the Book of Job is to challenge what is called conventional wisdom. You may want to write that word down. What that says is that um, in the past, before Job, if you do good, you will be uh, you will prosper. If you do evil, you will be punished. And, and that's what he thought about before Job. So when you get to Job, Job was suffering. And so all of his so-called friends thought that he was suffering because he had sinned. But Job, the book of Job breaks that whole, you know, that whole, that whole notion, that whole idea that, that we don't suffer necessarily because we did something wrong. Sometimes we suffer because we, we did something good. And so hear me out on this one. Uh, suffer, trying to understand the cause, the reason, and the purpose of our suffering, be it you know, what we want to call it, punishment or whatever, is also above our pay grade. We can't understand why we're suffering. We don't know where it came from. You know, if we want, we want to go through that mental gymnastics, it could have been something we, we, we suffered from. It could have been something we suffered from when we were, we were toddlers or uh, adolescents or teens or even young adults and adults, but no, no, don't get that out of your head. When you're not suffering because of your sin, you can't put a finger on why you're suffering. God knows, but we don't. And so get, don't go back to the past before Job and try to say that, oh, that person's suffering, therefore they must be bad, or that person is being blessed. And so, therefore, they are good. No, no, no. No, that's out the window. Suffering has a different purpose post-Job. And so, I, I thank you, uh, uh, Jacqueline. By the way, you're pretty close to me. I'm in North Carolina. 
And so we're almost neighbors. We actually are neighbors, neighboring states. Thank you for that comment. And then, and I will be reaching out to you for um, publishing. Okay, wonderful. I look forward to hearing from you. That's good. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else want to want to share? Anybody else have any comments? Again, Dr. Larry George is a he's actually a person that can help you get through any phase of an academic rigor. Um, he's a speed reader. He's a uh, he helped. Uh, I don't know how many people. Uh, have gotten through who have who have been in the doctoral program in their master's degree program. Um, he knows how to help you get through all of your coursework. So anybody on the call who actually uh, is going through a academic rigor, um, you can use him as a reference or call him and get his uh, advice uh, or um, um, you know sign up for some of the stuff that he actually does for a living. Uh, along with publishing works, along with uh, helping you to articulate your writing. Even when you have jumbled thoughts, he could begin to flesh it out for you. So I want to thank him for this opportunity. Anybody else have any comments? This has been phenomenal. Uh, not a necessarily Pastor. a popular subject. Pastor. Yes, ma'am. Pastor, this, I feel like um, when you're getting help, you got to, you got to help yourself first. You got to help yourself. That's what I look at. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong. It's it's good for people to help you and do it for you, but you got to wake up and help yourself. That's the only thing I'm pleased. <laughs> Am I right? Well, well, well. It depends on. Um, everybody needs to definitely help themselves, but there are things that are bigger than us, and so we have to find ways to become um, um, equipped with the things that are bigger than us. Uh, and and so I totally agree with you. Uh, my, 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 my wealthy friend, uh, he moved his daughter from across the water. <laughs> but guess what? He helped himself, but that wasn't good enough. He had, to, he had to go to a person who he thought could become bigger than his circumstances. And, and so that happens not only in a spiritual way, but um, it happens in the physical as well. Um, sometimes you got to talk with people who had gout before, so that you can know how to deal with gout, you can deal with suffering, you can deal with uh, Alzheimer's, you can deal with a lot of things because other people have gone through it before or they have um, some experiences that you may not have. So, yes, you definitely need to build your own fire, but, but, but sometimes it's important for you to get uh, other resources. In other words, in other words, in other words, we're not on this journey alone. This is why we we uh we need everybody else. Um, I need you all. You all need me, and I need Larry, Larry, Doctor Van Hook. Doctor Van Hook needs me. Um, we we're all in this together. Uh, any anybody else? Anybody else? This has been uh, phenomenal. Thank you all for allowing us to share. I want to uh, close out with a word of prayer. Um, can I, hello, good morning. Can you hear me? Good. Yes, we can. Hi, you had a, um, a question about the suffering. Um, specifically, in regards to like, I know for myself, I experienced some trauma um, and some suffering at the hands of adults when I was a child. 
And so I'm wondering about like when children who are innocent, you know, um, are exposed to certain things and, you know, they end up suffering through life um, and they really didn't do anything. Like what is the purpose or what is the reason, you know, for that type of suffering? You know, I understand as we get adults and our body is aging and we may, you know, get illnesses or, you know, we do sin and we invite things into our lives either out of ignorance or disobedience. But what about, you know, children who suffer at the hand of the adults around them, um, you know, at no fault of their own, and they end up kind of having a difficult time through life because um, of mental challenges or, um, you know, not having uh, responsible people around them who showed them or had been an example to them um, and prepared them, you know, to be um, a well, you know, functioning adult. Okay, I, 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 I didn't get your name. I, I like to address people by their name. What's your name? Oh, my name is Denise. I, I didn't hear you. Denise? Okay, Denise, uh, thank you so much for that. I, I really appreciate that question. Uh, and, and Lord knows, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier that I stuttered. And one of the reasons why I stuttered is because of the intimidation that I got from particularly my mother who not spanked me or whipped me but beat me as a child. I mean, three times a day. I used to, I used to think I was exaggerating that I was whipped three times a day at least, every day throughout my whole childhood by my own mother supposed to show love, but all I felt was pain. And I could not understand it. I mean, I really couldn't understand it. And so whenever people talk about, you know, whipping and beating and make fun out of it, I always get angry because they don't understand that that is not something to be played with. It's serious. And what you're discussing, uh, Denise, is something even deeper than what I experienced. It's physical, sexual, abuse of a child and how do we make sense out of that well in this life we can't make sense out of it it's nonsense but in the, but but from a heavenly perspective or from god's perspective it's a part of the design and what and the only way i can make sense out of it now is what god has said to me it helped me to overcome the trauma of my past. The trauma of my past would have been um, major if I didn't use that trauma to get into God's purpose. You know what I mean? In other words, the trauma that I experienced as a child, it occasioned for me to become a Christian. And by the way, I became a Christian at seven. So from seven to 16, I experienced that trauma as a Christian by a mother who, who was a Christian but was not in church. In fact, I was in church and my mother wasn't. And the very trauma that my mother put me through as a child, that trauma took me to the cross 
and into the church where I was able to bring her out of the pain that she was experiencing that caused me my trauma. And now I brought her out of that so that she could continue with me on that journey. You understand what I'm saying, uh, Denise? And so Lord knows it's, it's, it's awful. Lord knows it's terrible. And I'm not trying to minimize it in any sense of the word. I'm not trying to justify it in any sense of the word. I'm only giving you a perspective, but when we get to heaven, we get the whole perspective. Uh, but I don't think we're going to even ask the question when we get to heaven. Because we're going to be so busy shouting that we made it over, despite it all, instead of it all. We, we we made it. So I thank I thank you, Denise, for that comment. That, that was profound. Let, thank you so let, much. let me, uh, Denise. Let me let me respond to that. Um, um, because of sin, we're going to experience the worst type of sicknesses that people have passed on through generations. We talk about hurting people, hurt people. Um, I have to let you know that God knows the rape, the molestation. God knows the abandonment, the the assault. God knows all of the things that happened to us while we were children. Um, from my forgiveness lens, that's the reason why we need forgiveness. That's the reason why we need to receive God's forgiveness and then release people because what it ends up doing is forcing us to abuse more people because we've been abused on how we survive. The word of God gives us hope and assurance to let us know in spite of what we've been through, in spite of the imperfect world that we live in, he has a greater purpose for those who seek his face. Uh, mm. Romans 8.28 is a scripture that helps mm. us to know that it's not all things that work to our good, but it's what God can bring out of all things can help us get to our future. Uh, Dr. George talked about he stuttered because of the trauma, um, but look at him today being a, an ambassador for Christ. There are uh, rape and molestation victims, even on this call, but, but they're studies seeking his faith. There are people who didn't even know Christ, who didn't even know God, but through their pain and suffering, they were led to God through uh, seeking a better solution. Um, but I do know that, uh, as, as Dr. George said earlier, there's some things that are just above our pay grade, and I totally agree with him. When I see children, I now know more than ever, children need our constant protection and our constant prayers. Um, and then there's some um, adults who never got their just due, so they're angry, they're bitter, uh, and they won't get back based upon the pain and the trauma that they've experienced. And so I, I, I want to say to you, and, and thank you again for lifting it, but it forces those of us who understand the process. It keeps us on our knees to pray for those who don't know him. Um, 
Um, it makes us pray for the parents that they may find peace, but it also makes us pray for the children that they may have protection and that, that, that the heart won't be hardened because there's so many people that are in the church who claim Christ, but their heart is so hard. So they don't trust and they don't, they're not vulnerable to anything because of the pain and the trauma that they've experienced. But we've got to know that uh, all thing that we can do is pray and be uh, an advocate for healing and hope in, in special times for our children. Um, um, that's just like a child who mother leaves at six, seven, or eight. I mean, how does a child translate the death of a parent? So it can be as severe as pain, and it can also be severe as a car accident, a murder, um, um, what we call suicide. There's just some things we just cannot explain. But, but because of our hope and our faith in God, we do know that he has a divine purpose for every one of us as individuals in spite of our circumstances. And so I, I don't I don't know if that that helps with between what we've said, but you lift the question that we all grapple with because a child is innocent. A child does not deserve um a buzzard to, 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 to abuse them physically or sexually. Um but it's the same kind of pain even when they've been abandoned, even when um they have been um abused. By, by the system that we live in. And so because we live in a corrupt world, we will have always the constant of trying to make some sense out of why would God allow um, us to be born to people who then will turn around and abuse us. But, but he has a specific plan for us in spite of what it looks like. And so hopefully that makes sense to you. Tell me what you heard, and then let's, 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 let's see if we can move from there. Thank you both for um, responding. Um, I mean, I understand what you're saying as far as, you know, we don't know why those things happen. And when we get to heaven, you know, we most likely won't need to know. Um, but I just really wanted to see if there was any, like, scripture or something that, um, you know, could ex explain or, you know, provide a direction or um, guidance is, you know, how to kind of uh, rebuild your life and, you know, just move forward. I mean, I've, I've moved forward from, you know, my past uh, trauma and everything. Um and I have forgiven who who I need to forgive, but I I've seen other people you know struggle with it. So I just wanted to also for myself and for others be able to provide something biblical that you know could help a person like rebuild their life, um, you know, without having to understand everything as far as why it happened. Um, and then I also wanted to ask: I was driving when we were um, on the call, and I didn't get the scriptures. I wasn't able to write it down. It, it was uh, Second Corinthians chapter four, 
verse, actually, let's say the whole chapter four and chapter five of Second Corinthians. But let, but uh, Denise, let me let me just let me go to another step. Because uh, I think I think let me take the, in the context of the actual biblical passage. But let me let me take you back to Second uh, Corinthians chapter five, verse eight. Paul says, "Thus we are." This is the New Revised Standard Version. Thus we are full of courage and would prefer to be away from the physical body, this body where we are now, and at home with the Lord. In other words, uh, we would love to escape with suicide what we're going through. They ended prematurely. Um, and what this passage is all about is, uh, as Paul is really saying, no matter what you're going through, to what degree it takes you to, I mean, as far as down, don't give up the ship. Because you need to ride the ship all the way to the end of the shore. When you fold up this tent and arrive into heaven. And I know then I won't need books. I won't need computers. I won't need phones. I won't need to text no more. I won't even need to have a blog or even publish because at that point I will understand it better by and by. Um, thank you for asking that question, Denise. Um, the only other thing I would add to that is God allows people to go through things so that people who go through it after you can get passage because of you. Yes. Um, you become an overcomer, and you can help walk a child through the trauma because you know exactly what that feels like. Um, and you have to know that some things are just not fair. But but the life that we live in, all things are not fair. All things are not expedient, but there is a process whereby all things can turn into uh, seeking God's will, his word, and his way for a better understanding. But a lot of our callings come from our strain, not necessarily from uh, our blessings and our gifts. Um, our, our, our callings come from the things that we've been through. And um, th so that's a part of the reason why we some of us go through what we go through because God God now becomes the um, conduit by which where we can help others and so um, that was an excellent question so thank you so much um, for Amen. asking wow wow anybody else this is this has been way more than helpful for me today. Anybody else? Again, um, I just want to thank Denise for bringing that up because I was also um, sexually abused as a child, and for a long time, I was like, okay, well, what did I do? But I didn't do anything. But no, you did. As as being an adult, I can help uh, other adults or teens or even children that are bold enough to say something about it and let them see me and say I might have been through the fire, but I don't smell like smoke. Hallelujah. <laughs> amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. What's your name? I'm sorry. 
Nikisha, I'm the one that brought up the pay uh, grade. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, back to Nikisha. Okay, Nikisha. Listen, uh, uh, you know, I'm, this will be real quick. I could help people who have dealt with the trauma of being whipped and beaten as a child. I can't help people that's been sexually abused with my experience because I've never been that. Those who have been sexually abused or who are not in the ministry needs to help them. So see, you see how all of this is working together? Don't try to do it as an island unto yourself. Don't suffer by yourself. If you, if you, if you can't bear your suffering, you can't, can't make sense out of it, at least get to, to those who have been through what you've been through so that we could continue on, a, on with, our, with our heavenly journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and not only that, but let me just tell you, uh, Nikisha, you can actually see uh, young ladies, especially by the signs, you automatically know that there's something wrong when you see relationships going on. Your, your antennas go through the roof. Your, your spider senses go off because you've been through it and you know the signs and the symptoms. And that's, that's what we have been innately empowered with um, based upon the sins of this world. Um, and those are the kind of things that are so very, very important um, that we, 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 we are blessed with that are called to ministry. So you better believe we get to help those people from the scars and the stuff that we didn't have nobody to help us with. Now we have a calling in our ministry to help those, but you can't help them if you have not made any sense out of what it is that happened to you. And so we have to go to God first and say, God, what is going on so that you can help me understand? And sometimes we don't get to understand it totally, but we do, we have been placed in a calling and a ministry that empowers people to become better or to become stronger at what they believe because of what we've gone through. And so that's the exciting thing about what we um, call ministry, and that is uh, to help other people. And we turn on lights where people live in darkness or live in isolation. We can say, hey, you don't have to be ashamed. And especially when you've been molested, that is, has nothing to do with you. Um, you're just trying to be free and live um, grandma, my grandmother used to always tell my sisters and my cousins, don't at nine and 10, get out of that man's lap, uh, because you don't know what buzzards, um, um, or, or, and you know, you just being a, a, a child being, trying to get some love, but you don't know what's going on. And so we have to have adults around us that can protect us from the very things that are predatory, predatory to our survival. And we have no idea what that is. And so um, that's a part of our journey. But let, let me make clear something. I'm so glad you said that, Dr. Van Hook and Nakisha. Uh, but at the end of the day, there are times where I, I could talk to a person who has been traumatized with beatings in their childhood. But one thing I cannot do is I cannot, uh, in most cases, I can't help them. Uh, and I sometimes I feel like a failure because I can't help them, but I realize it's above my pay grade. I can't help them, and I can't heal them. Like when I went through my stuttering, I had I had speech pathologists. I had my sister helping me. 
a number of people helping me, but you know who helped me? God, through my faith. And I'm, I don't mean to minimize that. God told me that don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed. My son, all I want you to do is breathe. And that was the answer to my stuttering. But it didn't answer the why as to why I had to go through that. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. You know, the fact that I can even talk about it now, that is um, definitely through through prayer and through God because I, w- I was ashamed. I thought yeah. that I did something yes. uh, to, yes. be, to be raped by somebody that I knew. And people yes. didn't understand that. Like, how, how can somebody, because it was always seen as somebody that you don't know. Um, how could I be molested by somebody that's supposed to protect me? Come on now. Yes. That person was supposed to protect me and molested me. But, but the fact that I can even speak those words right now, that is uh-huh. overcoming the shame yes. and the guilt and yes. everything else negative that comes along with it um, to be able to take the next step and pay it forward. So definitely um, Declare Victory has helped me through that, a lot of crying, a lot of everything else, and, and of course, God. Um, and then somebody said to me that God was protecting me even in the midst of that because some people died in what I went through. You know what I mean? My, my, my. My, 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 my. Hallelujah, Jesus. The fact that I can sit here and say it and talk about it and be in my right mind. Uh And we could be on the line all day. I got to go to work. I'm going to go on mute. But uh, whatever we going through, God was with us to protect us so that we could talk about it on the other side. Hallelujah. But 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 but, 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 but let me, Lakeisha, thank you before you just put it on mute, and let me just say this. You know what really protected us is our faith. Yeah. And you can let that sink in for a minute, uh, because I could, I cannot be healed from 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 God in uh, God sitting in heaven. I cannot be healed, or whether God is in my living room or my office right now, I cannot be healed or helped without my faith. Or or God could use somebody else's faith to heal me, but faith has to be in the, in the picture. And so what protected me, my mother told me one time that she could have killed me. I said, no, you couldn't. She said, and I wasn't talking back to her, I said, no, no, you couldn't. She said, well, I, I, I had you in the palm of my hands. I could have threw you to the ground. I said, no, I said, I said, no you couldn't. She says, she says, why? I said, because with my faith, God's hand is on me, and God would only let you take me so far, and that's it. And if God, you would have taken me and killed me, then I would be in glory with some crowns and a crown of faith. So I thank you for that. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, the, the other thing I wanted to say was, your overcoming is a book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how to describe what does it feel like to be in shame, 
to feel that you've done something wrong, how many years that you've been in bondage, how many decisions that you made that was based upon that shame, that guilt. Uh, sometimes we make more decisions that help cause more damage and pain only because of the sickness and not because of the healing. All of that has to be talked about. And some people who you'll never talk to, but if you put it in the archives and put it in the book, they'll be able to be healed and liberated. Uh, and that's the reason why it's so very important that we chronicalize our journeys so that others might be able to read what we've been through and that they can know that there's hope for them as well. So, um, uh, Wow. What, 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 let me just say my, my that's my final statement because I know we can read the close. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to say this. this is, I, I got to say this is alternate here. But, you know, when I look back to those 16 years of silence, pretty much, of stuttering, and I didn't want to talk because people try to finish my sentences and all that kind of stuff. But uh, when I look back, I see that God had me, God silenced me and not allowed me to talk about it verbally because God showed me how to protect myself by talking to myself and talking to my only true dialogue partner and that's God and so during all that suffering I was protected through speechlessness because I had I spoke I would have probably got beaten worse but that speechless period of my life turned at 16 and now you can't shut me up because this, that 16 years of silence has now turned into something that God had, had made into God's will and now my purpose. So I thank God for that suffering of that 17, that 16 years because the, the amount of time from 16 to where I'm at now is, is, is only minuscule compared to the period in which I suffered in that moment during my childhood. And it won't mean nothing when I get to heaven, because then I see my mother who's there, and we won't even talk about what I went through. We both are going to have two types of tears in our eyes, one of tears of, of sorrow, and then the other one is the tears of joy. And those are also the tears of God. And I end there. Any last comments uh, before I pray? Anything else anybody want to share? What what a day! What I'm going to make the last. I'm going to make the last comment. Hey guys, it's Dion. Hey. <laughs> I, I had silence instructions this morning, so I trust God and His process and His plan. Um, thank you, Dr. George, for your share this morning. You're welcome. We are uh, blessed to have had you, and uh, grateful that. Uh, people got something out of the call just to begin to unpack and move forward um, in kingdom living and kingdom doing, but most importantly, kingdom building. Um, thank you, uh, Dr. Van Hook, for sharing your friend. And we also will need the information for your book, if that's okay, um, to attach to your contact information. I'll hand it back to you, um, Dr. Dr. Van Hook. Thank you so much, Sister uh, uh, Dion. She's the uh, Dr. George. She's the radical midwife. 
Um, but she's got so many books that she already has that needs to be published. Her work really needs to go out. Uh, her, her, her phenomenal calling on her life just literally um, unveils people's lives. So I, what I do is give the information so that she can put everything on. She can make the designs and she know how to really figure it out and work it out. So we'll work that out. Um, I just want to pray and ask God's blessings uh, um, on this call and this day so that we can experience knowing today as the first day to the rest of our lives. In spite of what yesterday had or last night caused, we've got a new, fresh grace, mercy, and this day's bread. Lord, we thank the opportunity that we have to be in your presence. We bless this prayer call. We bless this opportunity that we have to share your grace and your mercy. Uh, one of the songwriters uh, definitely is clear by, by telling us um, what we don't understand now. There'll be a time when we see uh, clearly, even though we see in a, cl a cloud of darkness or glass uh, or, or, or unclear today, you will make it clear uh, sooner uh, as, as we meet you. So we ask now that you would bless us in this day. And then thank you for those who shared and those who got clarity on what it is that they needed to do. Lord, hear our prayer on today. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank in God. Jesus you all name, have a amen. Time. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. George. Thank you. Amen. Have a blessed day, everybody. Amen. amen. Have a blessed day, everyone. Have a blessed day, everyone. Thank you. You guys, bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Mm-hmm.